Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to the hottest sports talk show. I've never had it so good sports radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. It's time for our men's basketball conversation, and I want to welcome in my co-host, Tim Moore. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing well, Princess. Uh, looking forward to this conversation. Sure, I am too. And again, thank you to Oliver Luck and Tommy Bowden, Lyndon Johnson, Steve Thornton, and and Rob Ambrose for the conversation at the 6, 6 p.m. hour. Really well done. Um, get our guys yeah. in here. Yeah, just really well done for sure. Open up the mics here, 5928. Give us your name. Uh, Will Harris. How's everybody doing tonight? Good, Will. Thank you for being on. I appreciate that. Uh, 1232, give us your name. Tony, very excited for the playing games tonight. Coleman. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Doing good, doing Tony well. Coleman. Um, and Tony Coleman, let, let's see if we can talk tomorrow. I, I, I have some stuff for you. Just had a busy Easter weekend. Rev kept me pretty busy. Okay? No problem. No problem. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Get my tall, light-skinned brother in here. How you doing, sir? I'm good. What's going on, family? Glad to be here with everybody. Awesome. Glad to be with you. Duck is, has some things he he needs to take care of, and we'll wait to see if we'll um, make sure Tommy Pritchett gets in here where he calls in. Tim, take the first question, and we'll go back and forth here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 0986. 0986, give us your name. <laughs> Tommy Pritchett, good evening. Good evening, sir. I was waiting for you to come on because I want a pro conversation about my Lakers in the playing game tonight, so I'm glad you are in the house. <laughs> hey, I hope we get through it tonight. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. All right, Tim. I'm, I'm glad you came in. A lot of people don't realize, what, you know, uh, they used to call Tommy Tommy Gunn back in the day. Uh, he could fill it up. This was back before the three-pointer. He would average 50 a game if he if he had a three-point line back then. Uh, glad to have you guys with us this evening. Um, we talked a little bit last week about the play-in games and what the matchups might have been. Uh, we were wondering whether Dallas was going to get in and a couple of other ball clubs. But I think we sort of had an idea that these would be the, uh, the eight teams that uh, uh, ended up here. Uh, let me start with Will Harris. What, what are you thinking uh, about this uh, this play-in uh, situation? You got the Bulls and the Raptors. You got the Thunder and the uh, Pelicans. Uh, the Timberwolves, who seem to be imploding uh, at the wrong time against the Lakers, yeah. and the uh, Heat against the Hawks. What are your thoughts? Yeah, start with the Heat and the Hawks. Um, I think the uh, Heat, um, probably one of the better coach teams in the league. Uh, went to the Eastern Conference uh, Finals last year, a game away from making the finals. I just think their playoff experience, their battle-tested, uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, Harrow, all good players. I think they'll um, end up being one of the teams to make the uh, final eight. So I have them over the Hawks. Yeah, the Seawolves and the Lakers, I mean, if you asked me several months ago, I probably would have said the Seawolves, but they've just been kind of, like you said, imploding uh, lately while the Lakers 
have all um, finally looked like they're starting to click and have been upward trending. So I think uh, the Lakers will get in um, as well, and they'll beat uh, Minnesota. Bulls, Raptors, I guess that's uh, DeRozan against his uh, former team. Uh, the Bulls, I mean, again, I mean, they've been pretty inconsistent all year long. Um, they have a lot of, I mean, they got a lot of good players. Um, it's hard to go against um, DeRozan, but I think I'm going to go with Toronto in that one. And then Thunder, Pelicans, I think the Thunder are still a young team. Uh, I think it's a big accomplishment they got this far, but I think I'm going to go with the Pelicans uh, to get that final spot in the West. Okay. Um, uh, Larry Tisdale. Um, what are your thoughts uh, on these matchups here? I don't know if you're a fan of any of those teams. I know you're a Sixers fan like I am. But um, yeah. we've got some pretty good uh, matchups here. It looks like the Bulls and the Raptors, uh, the Heat and the Hawks, the uh, Timberwolves, and uh, I don't know what's going on with that team with uh, punching each other on the sideline and stuff like oh, that. But, uh, against the Lakers yeah. and then the Thunder and the Pelicans. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? We could even let's, – let's start with them. You know, because prior to that, I thought they had a—I thought they had a puncher's chance. I really did. Um, I thought that they—oh, damn! I didn't even. Make, <laughs> all right, hold on. I thought they had a chance. Um, but oh my goodness! Again, very seldom. I think the last one I can remember is Antonio Brown, where you see the meltdown right before you on national television. Um, yeah. Again, we have a lot of these things happen inside of a locker room, but they don't make it out to the press. Or, so I, I think they're I think they're in serious trouble. I, uh, I like the Lakers, um, and I'm sure we'll get on it later. I, I really like the Lakers, and I wasn't a huge Laker fan this entire season. Um, the Oklahoma uh, Thunder, the New Orleans Pelicans, man, uh, let me tell you, both of those are rising teams. Both of those teams, I, I think, in the next two years will be solid playoff contenders. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm going with Oklahoma City. Um, I think they have the young boy that was, should have been his name. Uh, I can't even pronounce his name for MGC. He'll just say Gilgis. Yeah, there we go. Right, right. Um, I, I, think, um, I, I think he leads them. I think this is his opportunity to uh, – uh, come out to the world. So I think he will take advantage of that. And then when we move up top, I think we'll me- uh, mention this already. Uh, with Jimmy Buckets, Miami Heat, that coaching staff, you know, the heritage that comes along with the Miami Heat, um, I think they win uh, that series. I don't know about handily, but um, I think they match up well against Atlanta also. And and I think there were just – I started hearing rumors this past week of uh, – They've been permission to start, you know, seeking trades uh, for for Atlanta's guard. So I'm not sure what's going on there, but obviously it doesn't seem like everybody's happy there. Um, And the Chicago Bulls, uh, Raptors, another good one. I think the Raptors always play well in the playoffs, Um, whether it's the coaches, whether it's the GM, whether, you know, the players that still been around. They they seem to do well. I'm going to go out on a limb and go with Chicago, though. Um, I think it's okay. just, I just think it's that time, uh, you know, Toronto, you've had your run. Um, I think Chicago, um, will probably pull that one out. So those are my teams, uh, that I've got picked, uh, for these elimination games. Yeah. I still, I still, every time I look at Jimmy Butler, I still can't believe the Sixers, uh, decided oh, to take painful. Tobias Harris instead of Jimmy Butler. But uh, anyway, yes. 
Uh, he reminds Tony Coleman. He reminds us every time he plays, he says it. <laughs> and he and Embiid play well together. But anyway, Tony Coleman, what are you thinking about the play again? Um, I'll begin with the games, the playing games for tonight. You know, Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks and the Miami Heat. Uh, this should be a really good matchup. Um, I'm going to go with the Heat to come out on top of that game. Uh, Atlanta's been going through a lot of different things internally with the players, coaches. Uh, there's been all kind of speculation of different things happening. And uh, Jimmy Butler, man, you know, and then uh, Eric Spolster and that whole Miami Heat organization, they just know how to get it done when it comes down to money time and playoffs. So I'm going to go with Miami for that game. And then for the Lakers in Minnesota, you know, I'm going to go with the Lakers. I think the okay. Lakers now firing on the right kind of cylinders. LeBron is feeling better. AD is back, um, you know, playing good basketball. Um, they've been, you know, surrounded with some other guys, plugging in those other gaps to, you know, to make them uh, a true contender to be able to match up out there. Um, and then Minnesota is just like they're just blowing up, you know, blowing themselves up, you know. Uh, McDaniel punches the wall, breaks his hand. I mean, come on. Man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can understand, you know, players, teammates, you're going to get into conflicts, you're going to get into fights. I mean, that's, that's all about, like, you know, just being competitive and trying to get each other going. That happens all the time. I actually right. love when I see that. But to go out and punch the wall and break your hand, that's, that's uh, you know, you're, not, you're really not thinking. Um, so I, I think they just really shot themselves in the foot and just, you know, uh, uh, kind of like just they're going to help the Lakers uh, remain in that seven that seven seed and get a chance to get some extra dates off. And then when we go down to uh, games tomorrow, you know Toronto and Chicago, uh, I'm going to go with Chicago. Um, mm. One 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 of the main you know one of the main reasons why you have you have the Rosen and um, you know coming from you know. Toronto, there, there, there's something personal there. I think that he's going to use it as a positive motivator uh, in order to uh, really play well. And if he really plays well, everyone usually follows suit. And I, and I believe they're going to they're going to knock Toronto off uh, in that in that playing series. And then you know with the uh, Pelicans and OKC, I'm going to route it out with the Pelicans. I think Ingram, mm, okay. and, you know, uh, uh, McCollum and those, you know, company has been playing very well. Um, if they can hold the fort down, knock OKC out, give uh, Zion a chance to come back in, you know, after a few more days of rest, then they're going to be a problem. So for the play-ins, yeah, I'm definitely going to go with uh, those those four teams to win. Uh, and then, of course, you know, those uh, HC to be set at that point. Okay, okay. Uh, Tommy uh, Pritchard, uh, you heard everybody talk about these uh, four these four matchups, and uh, you probably remember back when the Oakland A's were in their heyday with Reggie Jackson and Sal Bando and all of that, Gene Tennis and all of that group, and they were winning World Series. Word was that they used to fist fight in the dressing room um, mm-hmm. regularly. 
And uh, but when they stepped out on the field, they were a team, and they were taking names. Uh, what's going on with the Timberwolves who are trying to get up uh, in the Lakers uh, soup here tonight? Uh, and what about the other games? You know what? Uh, with the Timberwolves coming in without the two players, Rudy, you know, Rudy would make a difference. With him not being there, I think the Lakers is going to win that one. Um, as far as the Hawks and Heat, I picked the Heat to win that one. You know, Tony, I agree with everything Tony, uh, and the teams that he said would win, those are the teams I had picked to win also. But, you know, down here with the Thunders and the Pelicans, Zion, it's been reported that he's not, he's not able to participate because he's not in shape. Evidently, he's been eating a lot since he's been hurt. So they say he's not not fit to even practice. So I don't know when they'll get him back or if they'll get him back this season. But I agree with what everybody else said. Um, The Bulls and Toronto, I'm going with the Bulls this time. I think the Bulls will beat them. but, yeah, like I said, I agree with everything everybody else sees. Mm. Uh, what about the Hawks and the Heat? Oh, I picked the Heat to beat the uh, Hawks. Okay. I, 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 I picked them. Okay, Tommy, let me stay with you for a second. Um, the, uh, the conferences, the East and the West, who are you, uh, who are you looking to or expecting to be in the Eastern Conference Finals and who you're expecting to be in the Western Conference Finals? Well, in the East, you know, everybody's saying Boston is the favorite to win the East. But I'm going with Milwaukee. I picked Milwaukee to win the East. And I picked the Suns to win the West. Yeah, who do you think they'll be playing in the Finals? In the Conference Finals? Oh, you know what? It might be a Milwaukee-Boston uh, matchup. Okay. That would be a good matchup. Uh, ah, the West. <clears throat> I'm just going to throw this out there. Maybe the Suns and Denver. Okay. Denver's been the uh, yeah. top team out there all year. Okay, Larry. I'll go with the Suns and Denver. Larry Tisdale, what are you, what are your thoughts? I know uh, you, you're a Sixers fan as as well as I am, and we've you know sort of yeah. get our hopes up and then get our heart breaking broken. But uh, what what are you thinking about the East and uh, the West in terms of the matchups for the finals? Um, well, in the East, you know, Joel's had an MVP year. Um, he's kind of carried this team, and it took this entire season for him and Harden to kind of uh, you know find their way. Um, people give Harden a lot of props for, you know, being able to alter his game to accommodate Joe and B. But as a Sixers fan, I have a great deal of frustration with Harden. I'm not a fan of his, first of all, his style Me. of play. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, no, the flopping, and, it, and they don't give it to him anymore, uh, which kind of, you know, checks his game up. Um, and I think he needs to – I, I want to say the Milwaukee game, the last Milwaukee game he showed up and showed out, and he was a scorer again because they were tripling Embiid. 
and I haven't seen that all year. If he plays like that, uh, the supporting cast and everybody that they have there, I think are capable of beating, obviously, Milwaukee uh, and Boston. Um, there seems to be something going on with Boston. I, I'm not sure what's going on. They're talking about, you know, trading Brown after this season, which, you know, I don't understand it. So, obviously, there's some rumblings going inside. Um, so, I like the Sixers coming out of the East. Um, and out of the West, man, let me – I, I don't even know. I, I know Phoenix and the rest of these. You know, I'm really feeling the Clippers. Um, uh-huh. I'm liking what I've seen, the Clippers. The, I haven't seen them much play together, but, you know, there's something about the way they slow that game down at the end and they make it possession by possession. Uh, so I like the Clippers. And then, man, let me tell you this. Uh, this sounds crazy as hell. I can't even believe I'm saying this. At the Lakers, I could see the Lakers, you know, making it all the way to the conference finals too. Um, oh. The way, the way I, yeah, I've seen to watch their support players have some time through all the injuries uh, start to show up and get some play um, and some confidence has been kind of reassuring if you're a, a, an LA fan. So um, I got to say it again, Larry Tisdale. <laughs> you done coloring your eggs? <laughs> I'm telling them to get back on it. Okay. So I got the, I got the Lakers, Clippers. If I had to go with it, I got the Clippers, uh, you know, beating the edge in the Lakers. And then I got the Sixers coming out of the East. Okay, Tony Coleman, what are you, what are you thinking uh, about the uh, matchup for the Eastern Conference Finals and the matchup for the Western Conference Finals? Okay. On the, uh, on the East side, you know, based on the way they, everything's all seeded out at this point and who I'm expecting to uh, fill in those uh, – you know, those playing spots. Um, you know, if you got one and eight, you know, I think Milwaukee is going to, of course, take care of Atlanta. Uh, Boston is going to have, uh, you know, uh, Miami. And, uh, of course, they're going to win that game. Sixers in Brooklyn. I got the Sixers. Cleveland, New York. Now, that's going to be a really key uh, four and five going against each other. That's going to be a tough matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go with New York only, only if Julius Randle returns for the, for the series. Yeah. Right now, the not. so if he returns, I'm going to go with New York. If he does not return, I think Cleveland is going to get them. Um, like and then, you know, moving forward, you know, you you know, you know, Milwaukee and Boston probably run into each other. I got to go with Milwaukee, and then the Sixers will play, you know, either New York or Cleveland. And then I'm going with Philly, and uh, I'm going with Philly to go all the way to the. Uh, I'm actually going with them to beat Milwaukee for the in the in the Eastern Conference Championship uh, on the West side. Um, you know, Denver knocking off the Pelicans. Memphis is going to lose to the Lakers. Uh, I think Golden State will win against the Kings. Uh, Phoenix will beat the Clippers. They're, they're not together enough, I don't think so. And um uh and then the Lakers gonna end up uh you know, meeting Phoenix and I think Phoenix will get the Lakers. So it'll be the Sixers and Phoenix in the in the uh in the world championship. And I, I'm gonna go with Phoenix uh to win it all because of the experience. They've been there so many times with the same group of guys. When then you have uh K D was added to that equation. And um, I think the experience and just being there so many times and not being able to win it, 
I think it might be their edge. And I think mm-hmm. that Philly is very capable, but I think they would get them just with the experience. Um, okay. They would with the experience. Yeah. Okay, Tommy Pritchard. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Will Harris. Um, your thoughts about the uh, matchup for the Eastern Conference Finals and the matchup for the Western Conference Finals? Yeah, I thought with the East, uh, I think uh, Milwaukee's had, um, had a great season. Uh, Boston's going to look to try to get back after they um, fell short last year. Um, I mean, I'm looking at Philadelphia, though. I think um, probably see the Eastern Conference Finals, I'll say Milwaukee versus uh, Philly, and I'll say – Wow. I'll say Milwaukee will get uh, back uh, after uh, they've been there the year before. I just think with uh, Giannis, they have a uh, most complete team out of the East. On the West, that's tough because it's just so hard for me to bet against Golden State, even as a six-seed. I mean, they so they kind of rallied after the All-Star break to kind of get in this position, work their way out of the play-in tournament, and punch that six-seed. I mean, they're gonna, when they look at their schedule, it kind of matches up well. They have a favorable matchup against a young Sacramento team. I think they had an excellent season, well coached, but I mean, the playoffs is just a different beast. So I think the inexperience may show there, so I can see Golden State getting out of the first round. Then you're going to have either Memphis or L.A., which, I mean, you know how that Memphis Warriors uh, rivalry has been, so I think uh, they may be able to work their way back into the Western Conference Finals, and then I guess the question is, what do we have in uh, Denver? Is Jokic finally going to be able to lead that team to get over the hump. I know uh, KG made some comments about how he – no, it wasn't uh, KG. It was um, or the interview. It was interviewing someone, and they were talking about how he's possibly winning three MVPs, but he just hasn't had the playoff success. So is this the year he finally does it? So I'll say um, I'll say Golden State and Denver in the West, and I'll go with uh, Milwaukee and Golden State in the finals this year. Okay. Well, let me st- – uh... Let me stay with you, um, and uh, we'll have uh, Princess take us on to the next question. So, gentlemen, all I heard is that the Lakers were going to be in the Western Conference Finals and and the Boston was going to be on the other side. So maybe I'm wrong. All right, so who? (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. You're wrong. Rev would say that's who to call on. Um, all right, so we are now at who, who we think is going to win this play for the championship, and I'll start with you, Will Harris, and I think you already said, but um, and that's where we are, right, Tim Moore? That's right. Yeah, I think I'm who, gonna who go do you think is uh, going to play in? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, Milwaukee over Golden State this year. Over Golden State. Larry Tisdale? I got my Sixers coming out the East, um, and I, I like the Clippers. Um, I think they could probably, hopefully, piece this together uh, coming down. Um, and I just don't think that anybody in the West um, has an answer for Joel Embiid as long as uh, his supporting cast is playing. And the supporting class is probably really Harden and Maxwell. I, I don't expect most of that uh, to bias, but um, – I think that's probably enough to have the Sixers win it all. Uh, so he wins his MVP this year, and we, the NBA uh, finals goes to the Sixers. Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, Paul George is is he coming back for the Clippers, or is he going to be out for the? 
I, th- I think he's I out for the first series. He, he's definitely out right now. For the first series. For the first series, okay. Larry Tisdale has another Philadelphia team winning the national championship. Okay. Girl, All right. You so. can see the move up here. <laughs> Come on Pritchett, up here. Who do you have in the finals? <laughs> he has too cold. Um, Tommy Pritchett, who do you have in the finals, sir? I'll, I'll pick Milwaukee over Phoenix in the finals. Milwaukee, Milwaukee will be the champion. All right. Milwaukee Bucks will be the champion. Um, Tim Moore, who do you have in the finals? Uh, I'd like to see Philly uh, get there, but I, I don't have faith that they will. Uh, I'm thinking the Bucks. I think people are really sleeping on the Bucks. I think they're in the best team in the East. Um, it's a competitive East because uh, don't be surprised if the Cleveland Cavaliers make some noise in the playoffs. They're a very talented basketball team. But I think the Bucks will come out of the East. And um, – Wow. That West um Denver's Denver's been consistent all year and um uh, they've been quietly just beating everybody. So I, I'm thinking the Nuggets may be out of the West. And the Bucks will win the whole thing. Tim, you don't think that the Nuggets will um do you think well, I guess you obviously do. You think they have enough playoff run. As Golden State has said and Draymond has said, the playoffs are a different beast. Are they ready for that? All right, I guess we'll see. I think they'll be okay. Tony Cumberland, bring it on home. Who do you have um, in the East and West what, in the finals? Who wins it all? Yeah. One thing I want to say about the East, Milwaukee is is, is a phenomenal team. And, and uh, they're going to end up running into Philadelphia. And uh, although they are exceptional, there's been a lot of buzz and a lot of uh, upbeat, a lot of things I've been seeing in these last uh, uh, few games or so as they've been concluding the regular season. You know, Embiid is playing phenomenal basketball. Um, Doc Rivers is, uh, you know, showing a lot of confidence in his bench and playing guys, sitting out like his first six or seven players and playing the bench and bringing G League guys up, and they're actually beating teams. So there is a confidence level there, and they look like they just haven't won. So I say they're going to they're going to upset and win the Eastern Conference. And then uh, on the West side, I see uh, the Lakers and Phoenix battling to uh, you know be champion on that side of the of the coast, and I, I pick Phoenix to beat them. And uh, and then it's Sixers and Phoenix in the final. And um, I think Phoenix will edge him because of the experience. You know, with the addition of KD to go along with, um, you know, Devin Booker, CP3, um, the big fellow in the middle, and, 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 you know, and company coming off the bench, I think they'll be able to uh, um, steal it, steal that one. It's going to be, it may, it may go seven games, but I think they're going to steal it. Did we lose your print? I was really just talking and talking about the Lakers coming out of the West and the Celtics coming out of the East. So no wonder my, my mic was muted for that part. So we'll see how it all pans out. 
Let's get into college basketball if we can. And I want to ask everybody about where you think these young men will fall in the draft. And, Tim Moore, I want to start with you. He's um, for Alabama. He's encouraged just a lot of off-the-field or off-the-court um, issues, and I don't know if that's settled yet. Um, he's, they said go get the gun, and he went and got it. But your thoughts about where he falls in the draft, is he a number one pick, or does he fall because of that, um, the off-the-field issues? I, I think he probably is the number one pick. Um, a pretty impressive ball player. Um he had some real problems, uh, some very real problems with San Diego State, though. Um, but I think he was probably the best player in college basketball this year. So I think he'll go first. Yeah. Larry Tuzil, the same thing. I heard Tim Moore say yesterday about a young lady that she creates her own offense. And that's what I think about Miller. But um, mm-hmm. I also thought that the bigger player – players with San Diego State, I thought they manhandled him a little bit. Does, what does he do for you in the in the draft? You, you know, I thought this was just a difficult year for him. Um, it, and against San Diego, you're, you're correct in pointing out that, that they were much more physical and some of them were, you know, fifth and sixth year players. So, it's, you know, a little uneven, but what he would expect at the next level. Um, he does get his own buckets. I thought there was a great deal of pressure, so we really didn't get a chance to see him. Um, as far as where he falls in the draft, uh, yeah, I don't think um, as good as he might be, you know, day one, got Victor going number one, so I couldn't see that happening. Um, but I think he could easily fall to uh, maybe three or four um, as the best offensive uh, player uh, coming out of co- of the college ranks. Um, out of college ranks, I have him number one. I've got him probably going number three. Still there? Persons, you guys got me? Yes, we got you, Larry. I think about that. On oh, I think she's erasing that star off the side of her helmet. It's his tail, but you know I'm petty and I'm going to get you back. All right. So, Will uh, Harris, <laughs> your thoughts about Miller in Alabama? Yeah, I think as far as college players, he's the best guy in the draft, but I mean, now you've got. There's so many other leagues. You got the um, seven foot two guy from France, uh, Wimby. I think he's projected to be the number one overall pick. You got um, guys from out of the G League. I think uh, Stuart Henderson. He's supposed to be a top three pick. And then you got a couple guys from that overtime elite uh, as well. So we'll see how he fits in with all of these other uh, non-college prospects. But I still think even when you consider the whole field, he's probably still the top three, four player in the draft. So I'll, I'll pencil him in at uh, two right after uh, the guy from France. Does, does Miller need to gain some weight to you, beef up, bulk up? Yeah, I think he does. I mean, 6'9", 200, he's pretty lanky. He's going to probably be a small forward in the league. So I think he'll, with the NBA weight training and uh, nutrition program, he'll be able to put that on pretty quickly question because Kevin Durant hasn't gained a pound since and he he couldn't, <laughs> right, yeah. couldn't bench press 50 pounds. Your thoughts about this? It looks like Miller needs to bulk up a little bit. Your thoughts? Who's that to Will? Hey, Coleman, did I lose him? Oh, 
Oh, I, I thought you were still talking to Will. Oh, um, definitely. Uh, I mean, when it comes to Brandon Miller, definitely going to need to, um, you know, uh, work on, you know, getting stronger. So he's definitely going to – they're going to put him in the strength and conditioning, like, right away. Um, and then as far as um, his, his draft is, is going to – you know, everything is going to be predicated on on um, the ping pong balls on May 16th when they – Determine who's really going to get the number one pick. Um, he's definitely going to get top three. Um, I think those top three teams that's going to they want to figure out is uh, the Spurs, Houston, and Detroit. Uh, who's actually going to get the number one pick, and then from there, um, depending on what a team needs, is what they're going to go with. You know, the consensus of most teams they say, okay, you just pick the you just pick the best player in the draft that you can get, period, whether you need that position or not. So everyone is given, you know, Wimbiana, you know, the number one spot. And then, uh, you know, you got different people saying Miller may go two, he may go three, Scooter Henderson may go two, may go three. And, uh, you know, we just got to wait to see how that plays out. But he's going to be a phenomenal pro. Hard. You know, he can play positions one four. He can handle the ball. He can shoot the ball, uh, guard, defend. He has great length. I think uh, the thing he's going to have to really work on when he gets to the next level is not relying on his jump shot much. He likes to shoot the three. I think he tends to rely on that too much. He needs to learn to, you know, put the ball on the floor and go to the basket and try to mix things up you know, create, come up with a signature shot, maybe work on the, the run and floater, um, you know, a signature move, you know, uh, at the next level. Because they, they'll just, okay, you want to shoot the three, go ahead. You know, we'll just lay back off you. And uh, he's going to have to, you know, change, uh, you know, make some adjustments there. But he's going to be an outstanding pro. Um, top three pick. All right. Tommy Pritchett, your thoughts on Miller? Miller, 6'9", park forward, average 18 points a game, eight rebounds during the season. At the beginning of the year, you know, the way he was playing, people were predicting him to be the second player pick before the March Madness game. During the tournament games, he shot eight for 41 from the field. That was at 19.5%. Wow. In Alabama's three March Madness games. Hey, an outstanding talent. I think that he'll he'll go in the he'll be the third player pick to the San Antonio Spurs. Thought the, the Thunder had that the Thunder had that third pick. Well, Thunder then. He he'll, he'll be the third player pick and he'll go to the Thunder. Tommy, Tommy, you you were you were a guy who was the star of your your college team, and you all played like we've talked about before against Marvin Webster uh, at Morgan State and some some really high level uh, competition in the HBCUs back then. Uh, how many did you get against Morgan State? Uh, I think twenty seven. So so I the best players. So, so the best players need to be stepping up 
when they're playing against the top competition. So that's what you're saying about Miller. Well, he, he needs to be stepping up. You know, like someone said, it might have been Tony. He he relied on his outside shot too much as far as I, I was concerned, too. But you know what? When and and they had they knew where his game was coming from. They knew he liked to shoot from the outside. But see, when you're that type of player, he could have done other things to help his team. Man. You know, he he could have went in and rebounded or took his game to the inside. But you know, back in the day, back in the day, the mindset of players was different. Uh, playing against Webster, the first time I played against him, I was amazed at how quick he was and how tall he was. But he hadn't played against me either, you know. And I played <laughs> on the inside, so you know, you I had to take him away. You know, his strength was on the inside, so I took him away. It's always a way, man. You you just gotta you. You have to figure it out as a player, but he's young too. You know, he he was just a freshman. Mill, I'm talking about. So he's going to be all right. They're going to put him on the weight program, and he'll be all right in the pro. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I I agree with everybody here, but to me, he was just ineffective in March Madness, um, for sure. In in all three games, and and I thought. And I and I thought they made excuses for him. They kept saying, "Well, there's some things going on off the court." But they also said he had a hamstring that was bothering him. They really gave him a lot of excuses. And and you're right, Tommy Pritchett. He never adjusted his sales. He never said, "Okay, my shooting is off board, off line here." You know, maybe let me take it to the basket, or let me just play some defense here and, and try to help him that way. He didn't look um, like nope. he was trying to do any of that. No, no. Princess, so, and, and, um, and I just wanna, Go ahead, Larry. And I'm sorry, and, and, and I don't want to, you know, undervalue what that young man probably was going through when they were talking attempted murder charges. Um, I, I think that's overwhelming for a young man of his age to be put in it. And that was the very first time that he was put in the national spotlight, so he couldn't hide anymore. You know, maybe in right. the SEC they were okay with it. They had an understanding. Well, they didn't even have an understanding in the SEC. I just think that sometimes, you know, we look at the end result and don't have a, a, a really good understanding of what a, you know, kid straight out of high school was going through. Um, because earlier mm-hmm. in the year I thought he had played a little better. I thought when the lights hit him, I just thought it was way too much. And I probably, on a personal level, I probably attribute most of that everything that was going on off the court. And that's probably why I think both of well, them still go third. Gentlemen, I really respect all of you all on here. But now, or even when I was 16, 17, 18, and 19, if you told me to go to your room and get a gun and bring it to me, you on your own, <laughs> I would get ghosts on you real quick. So, <laughs> it's a different and generation. I think all of you all are wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Exactly, but I agree. I, and I hear what you're saying, but even back then, I was scared enough of my mom and dad, yeah. I'm not going to get a gun and bringing it to you, um, <laughs> and everything that they meant to me, and the whooping that would have ensued after getting that gun to you, <laughs> that meant something. 
Yes, sir, Tommy, and then Tony. Okay. Uh, you know what? Um, he may have he may have had a lot of things on his mind, but to go three mm-hmm. games, three games, <clears throat> and play as bad as he did for three games, no. Nah. A good ball player would do that. Yeah. You know, he might have two bad That's games, right. but he on he he's going to he's going to have at least one out of the three. He didn't have any. I had a question mark about that, as, too. Yeah. It's as Rick Pitino says, some of the players on that St. John's team are not going to be in because I want somebody that loves the game of basketball. Brandon Miller in March Madness did not look like he liked or loved the game of basketball. Go ahead, Tim, and then Tony. No, Tommy, how'd you, how many did you have against World B. Free? Who was Lloyd Free at the time? Wow. <laughs> wow. Hey. It wasn't just World B, it was uh, M.L. Carl on that team, too. That's right. Um, but you, yeah, you had about 30 had a, against hmm. them, didn't you? It was 30-something. It was 30-something. <laughs> but but they, were, they, were, they were good. They were really good. But and my hey, point is, you showed thing up. Is, I had you to. Showed up. <laughs> I wanted to show up for every game. <laughs> I was game for every game. I love the game of basketball, man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. All right, Tony, let me get your thoughts because you were trying to jump in too when I was talking about, you know, his level of commitment. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead, Tony. I, I just want to make a couple of points regarding the, the gun situation. You know, down there in uh, in Alabama, you know, the law is open carry. It, it's uh, There is no law. You can carry uh, – uh, you know, a gun loaded, you know, it's like the Wild Wild West. There is no law. You don't need a permit. You don't need a license. You don't need nothing. You can walk You can walk around, open carry gun, hang it on your side. You can have a gun in your glove compartment loaded. And it's, no, it's, no, it's no law saying that you can't. So it was, it was like nothing. It was like no big deal. Just to, all right, get the gun and just go hand it to somebody because it's you're free to do that down there. That's the laws mm-hmm. now. It's just crazy. And it's everywhere like this. You know, that's why we have so many shootings going on, I think, in this country. It's just so easy and you don't need a permit license or anything to get them or to walk around with them. And um, you know, one of the other things that I think, um, you know, with his play during a tournament, you know, you're, you're a key player. So everybody, you're on the scouting report. Everybody's looking at you they put putting strategies, uh, you know, in place to try to slow you down or, or shut you down. And if if you really take a look at the roster, they had a really, really good team. I mean, mm-hmm. you had other guys that could step up and, and you know, and score and do a lot of different things. He could have played better, but I, I think um, just his presence on the floor, you know, uh, still made a big difference. Um, and he's, you know, he's a super. There was a lot of controversy going on, so I don't put all the weight on him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, they had a really good team, and they played against some really good competition. And um, you're talking about, I mean, that's what March Madness is all about. You never know what's going to happen, man. Well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, well, I thought his presence up, I didn't think he had any presence in in that game against San Diego State. And I still say with the climate like it is now in 2023, where it's the wild, wild west, and you don't need a permit in Alabama, Larry Tisdale, you can call me all day. I'm not bringing you a gun. I'm just (laughs) still saying that. I'm not. I'm not bringing. Hey, get my gun out the sock drawer and meet me down at the, the student union. I'm not doing that. Right. <laughs> right. All right. Let's see if we can get one more in here before we have to go because we got to get out of the way for Sports Talk Atlanta. Tim, Moore, I'm going to start with you, Jarius. Um, I think it's Walker from Houston. Your thoughts about him? How does he fall? Uh, he'll be. Um... He'll be first rounder, but he's he's going to be uh, a good NBA player, not a star. Okay, all right. Um, Tony Coleman, uh, Jarris Walker. I, he'll be in the top ten, top ten lottery pick. Uh, I don't know where exactly he's going to fall, but he'll be in the top ten. I thought he was a grown man. I mean, like, yeah. His skill set is unbelievable. He can handle the ball. He can create his own shot. You know, he go left, he go right. He can hit the mid-range. He can knock down a three. He even has that, that, that floater off the run shot. Defensively, he, he's ferocious on defense. Shot blocker. You know, he protects the, the you know, the rim. Um, and on the perimeter, too, as well, I've watched him guard, you know, like, uh, one through four on the perimeter. You know, he's very agile, got good, great lateral movement. I think he is a sleeper. He is a sleeper in the draft. Okay. And uh, so I would say between the fifth and tenth pick, he's going to go between the fifth and the tenth pick. Okay. Okay. Larry Tisdale, Jarris Walker, Houston, where is he going? Yeah, uh, man, he's, I think he's a man. You know, six eight two forty. He, he's hmm. a man and can do absolutely everything. I think, and, and he mentioned sleeper. I think he's better at the next level. You know, when this when that floor is more spread apart, when everybody has to play their man, and he could go left and right, and he has a shot, and he could put the ball down. Man, the next level is built for him. Um, and so I think it was Tone. Yeah, he is absolutely a sleeper. He's as big as. He's as big as some of the guys that are playing in the G League and some of these other leagues coming in, even bigger. He is a real mm-hmm. man coming in to, uh, to, to play. He's only a freshman. So, uh, yeah, he's a sleeper. He might be, ooh, if I looked at this other than, you know, it, our number, it, you know, depending on how the number one pick uh, Victor plays, uh, he, mm-hmm. could be, he could be rookie of the year. I think he's that good. Yep, I agree. Okay. Will Harris. Mm-hmm. Will Harris. Here's Walker. Yeah, I mean, you look at him, he's 6'8", 235, um, good athleticism. I think he's probably get uh, drafted off the 10th, so I'd say um, probably top 15 pick. Um, I mean, he had a good year at Houston. I think he could come in and probably uh, get some playing time right away for a team in that uh, lottery range. Okay. Tommy Pritchett. 6'8", um, 240 pounds. Hey, he's pretty well put together. Can rebound, shot, block, yeah. and, and and he can really defend all five positions. Yeah. I got him going in the fifth round. I think the, is, is Portland does Portland have the fifth pick? I think in fifth round the Portland or whoever has the fifth pick 
That's where he'll land. Okay. The Spurs have the fifth pick. The fifth. He's going number yeah, five. Number five pick. Yeah, that's the Spurs. No. The Rockets have the fourth. Yeah. The fifth okay. is the San Antonio okay. first. That's where I picked. Okay. He, he's going to go San Antonio. All right, um, I'm going to stay right with you, um, Tommy Pritchett. Let's see if we can get this in. Give me a short answer here, everybody. We've got to get out of the way. Um, as far as Arkansas is concerned, Smith or Black, Tommy Pritchett, who goes first out of those two out of, from Arkansas? Oh, Smith or Black. I'm going to say Black is going first. I got Black going to Orlando if they have the 12th Okay. And the forest Orlando has the Mhm. Yeah. Okay, the forest Smith, Smith. five guards. Um, mm-hmm. Smith averaged twelve points, one assist and one rebound a game and shot thirty seven point six percent from the field. That's for the season. I got him going wow. okay. uh fifteenth. Does Atlanta have the fifteenth pick? Whoever whoever has the fifteenth pick you are correct. that's where he's going. Fifteenth pick okay. to Atlanta. That you are correct. Okay. All right. Larry Tisdale quickly, who goes first from Arkansas? He they have two key players in the draft. Yeah. Um, Smith and Black. Who goes first? Uh, uh, listen, it's it's real simple for me. I'm going with Black. Their numbers are really almost identical. Um, I just think he's probably I think Black's got two inches on him. Uh, and 10 pounds or something like that. So other than that, two freshmen coming in, showing out. Uh, I think the two inches gives him a little uh, uh, little more of an advantage at the next level. So I got him going, followed real closely by Smith. Tim, your thoughts? A black. Black will go first. Did I lose Tim? Okay. Black will go first. All right. Will Harris, Smith or Black? It also goes black. He's six seven, two hundred. Got the weight to add uh, more weight to his frame. Got the frame to add more weight. Um, good uh, mm-hmm. passer. Good. Think he'll be a good pro. In the top fifteen. Okay. All right. Tony Coleman shortly. Smith or Black? Real, real quick. Black is going to go first. He'll be in the top ten. Smith will be in the top fifteen. Okay. I'm going to see if I can squeeze this in. Did anybody, and I'll start with you, Tony Coleman, quickly, did you watch the WNBA draft? Your thoughts? Um, I did not see. I caught some of it. I did not watch. I did not watch it all. I did okay. I did catch a little bit of it. So uh, I really don't have a real uh, okay. summary of, of the, uh, the WNBA draft. Okay. Tommy Pritchard, did you get a chance to watch the WNBA draft? The South Carolina Gamecocks had size to be drafted. I did not I did not watch the draft. Um okay. but I did hear that the, the lady from South Carolina was drafted number one. But I, I didn't I didn't yes. get a chance to see it. Okay. Larry Tuesdale, the same question. I'm just saying this to everybody. The ladies, the yeah. young ladies, look like young ladies last night. They really were pretty, and they look, they dress like young ladies. Larry Tuesdale, did you watch? I, I did not. I saw some of the highlights. Um, 
I see some incredible talent to take this uh, to the next level, though. Um, South Carolina, obviously, okay. leading the way. Villanova and some of the other teams. Um, the league, I think, is poised to, to have some success with everything that's happened in the past. So I wish them the best of luck. And to your point, I'm really happy uh, that they are aware of their image for most of America uh, when they came out and presented themselves and handled themselves well. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Will Harris, did you yeah. watch the WNBA draft? I uh, watched the first few picks. I'm just happy to see the uh, Boston get picked uh, number one between her and some other um, women's basketball players coming out over the next couple of years. I think the league has a lot of exciting talent to look forward to. Or Diamond, okay. Maryland. And, and Tim, yeah, Diamond Miller went number two. Um, Tim Moore, yeah. I know you did because we watched the first four. Um, but, again, I was concerned about the image of us as women, and I thought they carried themselves well. Um, they were poised and gave great interviews. Um, your thoughts, and we'll end it with you. Yeah, very impressive young ladies. I think they carried themselves well. They were articulate. Um, and it, it was just nice to see them, uh, you know, dressed up. Uh, and not, uh, you know, the the hard-charging, aggressive uh, uh, athletes. Uh, Just a nice change of pace. Thank you. And very well put, sir. I couldn't have put it any better. We're going to leave that right there. Tony Coleman, um, Tommy Pritchard, Will Harris, Larry Tisdale, Tim Moore. Shout out to Duck Riley. Larry, I'm not bringing you the gun. You are on your own. (laughs) We're going to leave it right there. Never had it so good, gentlemen. I appreciate every one of you all. We're going to get out of the way for Travis McGee and Jamel Johnson. Have a great evening. Good Good night, y'all. Thank you. All right. Thank you all. Thank you all. Never had it so good.